What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane. That's Cole Latshaw in St. John's. Your Red Storm just got a much-needed big-time victory on their home court against the Villanova, Wildca- Villanova Wildcats, sweeping them for the first time since sometime in 1990. I'm not sure when. Um, spoiled Villanova night in St. John's' home court arena, which is uh, something I'd rather not discuss, but... Uh, we picked a good night to have a good night defensively, and Villanova had no answers for how to get buckets and for how to stay in this game. Cole, what was your first impression of tonight's game? Better than good night defensively, like great night defense. I think that's the best we've seen that defense look all season long so far. Uh, Nova, four for 25 from three. One of the big things was only 24 points in the paint after giving up 52 to Marquette. Like, I, I thought the defensive rotations looked amazing. Uh, Joel Soriano obviously had a, a few a few bummer games the last couple of games, but got back to his just absolute dominant performances, almost with a, his usual double double that we expect from him. Fell just short by a rebound, but uh, just tremendous performance down low by him. Um, big 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 time win, and to like you said, to sweep Nova for the first time I think since ninety two ninety three. Like, wow, tremendous! Yeah, tremendous. Oh, um, yeah, I think. Uh... The beginning first few minutes of the game, Nova got some open threes, and I was a little bit worried about the way the zone looked. But as soon as St. John started scoring and being able to apply their pressure, a little full court action, um, it really stifled Villanova. And uh, as the game went on further on, um, it just got tighter and tighter, and the rotations were spot on. I think we had two shot clock violations, uh, a handful of great defensive efforts, um, and contributions pretty much all the way down the line, save uh, a few players. But 10 guys played over five minutes, a 20-point win after the three-game skid really does a lot for the confidence, I think, of these guys. And, you know, as we have seen, the uh, the, the margin of victory matters more so now in college basketball than it has, um, you know, decades before, five years in the past, where uh, that is built into the net, into your rankings, uh, your ratings. So winning by 20 is very effective and uh, only losing by one, although heartbreaking, uh, does continue to help us in a positive direction in terms of how the committee will view us on our uh, team sheet. So good things all around tonight and St. John's gets a week to prepare for their next game. So don't give Coach Patino a whole week. You know, I don't think that's a smart idea. Great to see Jordan Dingle get back out there. I th- thought he made a, his presence known 12 points. Uh, I think he shot six of 13, but was 0 of five from three. So like really shot pretty well besides from three point, but awesome to see him back. Great to hear that Nahima Lean was at least trying to give it a go and warming up before the game. Um, ended up being a street close, but great to hear that that ankle injury isn't as bad as it originally looked. So hopefully you know he can get healthy you know, with again, like you just said, a week of worth of rest, you know, potentially yeah. he could be back by next Wednesday. Like, I, that was great news. So, yeah, just yeah, I thought Dingle's handle looked uh, noticeably tighter tonight in the first half going to the rim. Uh, had some um stretches in the first half, uh, where he was the point guard, uh, if you will, no Jenkins or Wilcher on the court, and he kind of took the reins there. Uh, mostly just good passing, um, by all the five guys on the court, got some good looks. There was some combinations of lineups in the first half where when they first were rolling the court, I'm not sure if many St. John's fans would say this would be a um, 
a great stretch, but they ended up being, uh, you know, some big, big pushes there. One, um, Drissa Treor had a huge th- few minute span in the first half, a block shot, a three point make. Um, Zuby, extremely, um, you know, just determined to get rebounds and to set screens and to work his ass off and has just made contributions that don't always get shown up in the box score, but it's been over and over and over again um, as the season has progressed. And I think we've got a really solid piece. I'm not sure if I'll ever be, you know, uh, 15 and 10 type of guy that we've seen Joel develop into, but those guys are extremely rare at the college level, but I think he could be a 12 and eight guy. I think he could be um, an efficient guy backing up a really good center. Like we see now, Um, all, all things considered, however it plays out, I think we're extremely happy to see what's happening. Um, for Zuby Ejiofor and some younger guys as well. Glenn Taylor Jr., another guy who's been struggling of late, had a huge first half, hit those two threes. The second three uh, really pushed that lead to 15 and got the crowd really into it. Crowd sounded like they were on vacation for 20 minutes during the game, but the beginning and the end was, uh, you know, really loud through the television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I think of every single time we play Villanova here these last couple of weeks is I worry with them being somewhat of a smaller team with Eric Dixon. I think he's only like six, eight, six, nine. Um, and who has the ability to shoot the three and us having big men like Joel and Zuby. I wonder if they, if Kyle Neptune tries to, to sort of spread us out a little bit and if, if our bigs struggle with that conversely, as you always point out, as I'm the pessimist and you're the eternal optimist, uh, that sword cuts two ways where also the smaller team has to defend our bigger guys at the other end. And Joel just continued to dominate um, possession after possession this game. He just looked amazing in the paint. And, and to your point, Zuby has really grown and shown a lot over these last four or five games. And he just has these spurts where you see what a special player he is. I, I think I forget who was on the call last game against Marquette, but um uh, or it might have been a tweet from one of the talking heads where somebody said, like, this is the four star that Kansas thought they were getting and that, you know, Bill Self thought he was going to have and that Rick Pitino has been able to pull that out of Zuby already. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see. I mean, obviously, we're excited in season and don't want to look too far ahead, but I, I'm really interested to see what Rick Pitino can do with Zuby Edge of Four with like a full season, full off season worth of preparing and his individual yeah. and stuff like I, I just think it's gonna be amazing the, the steps forward we're gonna see zuby take next sure year. and we've seen a three that looked pretty well and pretty pretty sweet and i don't want to see him take it a bunch but you could see the stroke looked all right we saw a pretty nice looking drive and finish at the basket tonight although i think we were all kind of holding our breath as that was going on um Four guys had multiple offensive rebounds tonight. That's great effort. And, you know, some of these smaller teams have done a good job of keeping the ball out of Soriano's hands and crowding the paint. But even when they're able to do that, where you really got to make them pay is, is on the offensive glass. And St. John's fourth in the country in terms of offensive rebounding. Uh, Chris Ledlam gets a lot of credit as well for really hunting down those boards. R.J. Lewis, Jordan Dingle, um, Soriano, all those guys had multiple offensive rebounds and just were constantly around the basketball. Glenn Taylor on the ground a few times tonight. Uh, Jordan Dingle on the ground a few times tonight. Wiltshire had a few really solid moments. Those two mid-range jumpers um, always hustles and brings it defensively with the effort. Uh, does have to be a little bit sharper and stronger with the basketball, you know, for all 40 minutes or however minutes he'll be out on the court. Sometimes a little bit too lax, days ago, a little bit too loose. But I think we're seeing some signs of growth. Uh, I'm still a believer, 100%. Um, I know he hasn't shown the, uh, he hasn't had the breakout performances that some would hope to see. 
uh, for a, you know, borderline five-star freshman. But um, there's been continuous growth. And I think, you know, Coach Patino has been notorious in terms of bringing his, you know, guards along a little bit slowly. So still got high hopes, still a big-time believer in, in Simeon. Um, remaining parts of this season and in the future. We'll see if this start will uh, continue on. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't disagree with what you just said about Simeon. Um, I would say that depending on what Rick's looking for out of him, like we may have seen somewhat of a breakout over the last, specifically last game against Marquette. I mean, uh, Jenkins was struggling, turning the ball over. Uh, we were as a team against Marquette in the first, whatever it was, eight or so minutes until Simeon came in and really settled the team down. I don't think he had a single turnover. He, he struggled. I think he had two turnovers tonight, one assist. Um, but last game, like he really settled the team down and that's why he started getting extended minutes. And I assume that, and along with, uh, maybe a solid couple of days of practice is why he got to start today. So, um, to your point, yeah, I, I, we haven't seen him really fill up the box score yet. I, I think that's just a matter of time. The, the talent is obviously there, but um, as far as being a real floor general, um, taking care of the ball again, like you said, a few last lackadaisical moments today, um, didn't really see that last game against Marquette, but um, the floor general piece, I think we're seeing starting to emerge. Me and Sean each used some uh, football analogies. I called him the uh, game manager backup quarterback <laughs> was, was my well, you know, I'm a big fan of analogies, and I do have to apologize. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, although I did listen to Cole and Sean step it in for me. Again, big thanks to the Latshaw Bros um, doing a great job. But I did miss the Marquette game, and once I unfortunately saw the score before I had a chance to watch it, I was dealing with a little bit too much heartbreak already to go ahead and watch that one-point loss to, to sit through it, and I decided – you know, forget it. So I'll just listen to the recap, look at the stats, and go from there. So apologize or apologies to Simeon, who did have a really nice game against Marquette, and who I had heard uh, settle us down and showed some serious serious signs of growth. Uh, but I do think he might have a 10 to 15 point game in him at some point this season that could, you know, really help those fans who love seeing those points on those boards, um, you know, quiet down and, and get a little more excited for his future. Sure, sure. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think just tremendous job too. We already mentioned the defense on Villanova, but to be able to to hold um, Mark Mark Armstrong and um, and uh, Justin Moore um, to really keep them both super super quiet um, on considering how how well Armstrong had been playing recently and more, you know, he obviously has superstar potential to keep them to both having super quiet nights is yeah it's really tip of the hat so. Justin Moore. I mean, I wasn't hoping he was going to have a great night tonight, but I've always been a huge fan of him, and I, I feel for what's happened to his career with these injuries. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, especially the timing of the one in the Final Four, and then, in, again, it got an injury this year. Uh, just looked like a shell of his former self tonight. Um, I mean, really, it's it's tough to see, and hopefully he can recover, and hopefully he takes off some good teams other than St. John's the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. I'll be rooting for him in, in that sense. Um Big time rebounding an, advantage. As an, as an aside, can I say real quick, fuck Mark Armstrong and, and drill in that half court three pointer against UConn when I got UConn minus three and a half. <laughs> cost me a hundred shekels, that prick. Like, oh man. Oh man. I knew there was a bad beat in there for a few people. You were on the wrong side of it, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, what do you have tonight? Two points, one for seven. Yeah, I guess uh, the betting gods took it out on them tonight. Um, I was going to say huge rebound advantage overall, 42 to 23. So nine, plus 19 on the boards. That just 
goes without saying, it's going to be hard to battle against a team if you're minus 19. And thankfully, St. John's is on the better side of that. Uh, Nova was um, only 10 assists at 11 turnovers. St. John's had 11 turnovers as well, as well, but we had 17 assists. So a much better job sharing the basketball. Obviously, the 20-point the advantage is going to show show there in the terms of the, the assist totals. Um, but we'll take our shooting percentage from the field, 47%, but 26% from three. Got a little lucky there in terms, you know, might not call it lucky in terms of how Nova struggled. A lot of that is to be credited to our defense, but still four for 25. They had some open shots that they did miss. Um, if they're eight for 25, that's 12 points, and you're looking at a, you know, a much closer ball game. So, you know, that's the thing with college basketball. Sometimes shots don't go in, and you're looking at St. John's with an unfortunate one-point loss, or sometimes shots don't go in, and you're looking at St. John's having a nice 20-point victory. Um, not to discredit our defense, uh, just, you know, there were some shots earlier that I thought we kind of dodged a bullet and that allowed us to settle into a, a very solid defensive game plan. Um, who do we play a week from now, Cole? Do you know off the top of your head? I got it right here. Xavier, so, at Xavier a week from today. Yeah, so at Xavier next Wednesday or next Tuesday, 6.30. So, you know, a whole close to a week for St. John's and, and Rick Pitino to prepare. Villanova's been playing better of late um i'm not sure who they play in between us maybe they have the the same break as well um but interesting to see if we're able to go to the Sinta center a t notoriously tough place to play um and get another win momentum i don't know do you believe in it do you not i know some people do some people don't i myself am a believer in momentum i'd much rather go into xavier off this win than coming off a loss to nova um although you know we just were coming off three losses and we had a 20 point win so what's that tell you i don't know but i'm a believer in uncle mo for sure um but and to your and to your point talking about giving rick patino a week worth of time to prepare for somebody like i i think that is if you're gonna have give any coach that much time to prepare when you've got one of the the top three greatest coaches in the modern era like that's a good one to have on your side when you got that much time to prepare so Yes, sir. So, and, and Xavier has UConn this weekend. Um, so a big game before us that's going to take all their prep and all their focus, whereas Rick Pitino can get to work, start cracking in, in the lab. Um, that is next Wednesday. We played uh, Xavier, 6.30 p.m. I think that's our first 6.30 week game. We've been having the late night doubleheaders, and it's been killing my sleep schedule, to be yeah. honest with you. But Looking forward to not having to um, watch. I mean, I wish St. John's was playing Saturday, but I would have had to tape it. And then, you know, you know how that goes. They never seem to be able to successfully pull that off. So until next Wednesday, Cole, anything else you want to add? Nah, man. Go Johnny's. I, I think uh, this big resume boost to now have gotten Nova twice. I, I feel more comfortable. One of the things me and Sean said after the Marquette loss was at some point we needed to start really building a, a resume for March Madness for Selection Sunday. I think having Nova on there twice along with the Utah win, I, I think the, that'll go a long way. We still have a lot, a long way to go through the rest of the, the Big East schedule, but I think we've got a few chips in our back pocket now that we can sit on and rely on. So, And Nova might be right there in that same, you know, bracket, if you will, of teams fighting for those bids and to have two – you know, against them could sh show favorably. Providence as well. Don't forget about their resume. I know we want to forget about them when, um, you know, what's his name got hurt? Uh, excuse me. Bryce Hopkins. Uh, Bryce Hopkins got hurt. But um, 
They had a nice road win against Seton Hall. Yeah, so we got that win against them. We got a chance to sweep them and Xavier and Butler. We got to get one of those sweeps at least, and we got to go to the road for all three of them. Um, But we'll be battling with some teams going down the way. We've got five Big East wins have yet to play Georgetown or DePaul. Um, If you take care of business, you're already at nine wins with a chance to really, you know, get on the positive side of that 500 ledger. Uh, a place St. John's has so rarely been. Um, but I'm looking forward to it each and every game. Um, for Sean L. Scott, who I think got a mention tonight, uh, this has been Pat Kane. That's Cole Latshaw, Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. Peace.